0: For the Agile community. www.agile.fm. Welcome to another episode of Agile FM. I'm here today with Ari van Benikom, co author of the Agile Manifesto and thought leader at a company called b Manity in the Netherlands. He is Dutch. He has a background, and I have to run through this super quick, but this is very, very impressive. Um, He has a background in healthcare, there's some military in there, and then he started developing software in 1987, if I'm not mistaken, 1993, well, dating, we're going far back here, Uh, you started your last waterfall project, which was shortly after terminated in 94 when you moved to RAD, and that was the opening thing. I also see some connections to DSDM I want to explore. But then came that one weekend, and that's what we want to talk about here on the anniversary of the Agile Manifesto. It's turning 20 years. We are recording this at that time. 20 years ago, the manifesto was written in that weekend in 2001. And obviously, that was a massive changing weekend for you. Uh, Professionally, personally, everything just changed. In 2001, first and foremost, welcome to the podcast and thanks for celebrating this with me. 20 years Agile Manifesto. Ari from Benicom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? Um, yeah. It, if I go back, if, the, if I listen to you, right? So when I listen to you about you know, what, what you're telling about me, I think, yeah, I, uh, I was a young boy, 19 years old, left high school. Went into the into the healthcare. Then two years later I went into the army. Mm-hmm. Uh, because healthcare was not my thing. Um in the army, uh became a platoons commander in the infantry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh that was 85, uh, 86, and then I got into I my I remember my my company command said, Hey, do you want to go to the academy? Mm-hmm. You know, the military academy. Right. I said, nah, not my thing. He said, if you want to, I can li- write you a letter of recommendation. You did a good job. No, So then I entered the world of software development. And um, uh, <laughs> the, reason, the reason I emphasize this, I, 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 I was 15 and convinced I wanted to work in the healthcare. Then I did obviously a good job afterwards in the military. Um, and I always, I'm, a, I'm convinced that people are the architect of their own life yeah So you have to make your choices and don't let you be uh, held hostage by other people or organizations right so
0: yeah but yeah. these are these are very distinct different kind of things healthcare military software i mean we're talking about three different very different pillars of a life which is somehow speaks to you right because you you made some drastic changes there right you're going from one to another to another and uh, obviously it's not like that you you know especially on the software side right so it's not only that you started going into the software world in 1987. It's also that you realized something was wrong in 1993 and 94 with the industry in itself, right? When you uh, went towards the rat piece. Um, Fill me in a little bit on DSDM. That's a very British thing. I'm I'm based out of the United States, but DSDM is a very European thing. Is is that the connect you had for the folks with the Agile Manifesto? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Um, So I am when you go to healthcare, military, uh, software mm. development, I think if you change, you have to change really because people tend to hang on to what they got. Actually, my oldest son uh, was an agile coach in Humanity Netherlands. I I, I work, let's say, on the international level. He worked on the on the Netherlands level, and he left uh, uh, two weeks ago to become a teacher at high school. Mm. He said that's what I want to do, mm. and I said to him, if that's what you want to do, you have to. That's that's what you that if if this is your belief, go. Mm architect of your own life and that brought me to being a software developer but i think also if you go into any kind of company um what you start doing the first day you come in you listen to the old guys yeah it's always the old guys you know, i don't want to be offensive here but if i look yeah. at the two of us a, yeah. B, <laughs> those kind of guys yeah. and and um uh, you, you do that for a while and it, it took me four years and then i because i started what's called ernst and young today uh, mm-hmm. the Dutch the Dutch branch uh, in 87 and then um, I switched to a consultancy firm became a, a, an analyst technical designer you know you go from one place to another then I got into the Dutch IRS the, the, the mm-hmm. tax office and there was a project that was completely up and I thought I will not be responsible anymore for public money I don't want this mm-hmm. and I don't say I never did again but the intention is to feel very responsible. How can I deliver value? So in 1994, I, I, the project was stopped. You know, this was the last waterfall project that started in 1993 that you mentioned in my introduction. Mm-hmm. And it was really 10, you know, ten fifteen in the morning, kicked out of the building, standing next to my car. And I think, okay, what am I going to do? So mm-hmm. I took my car, I drove to the office. And before lunch, I spoke to five of the six managers we had. And I said, this is what I will never do again. And I thought you know, if they fire me they fire me right yeah. but i think it was two weeks later one of the guys uh, willem he, he gave me a call and he said i got something i got for you a rapid application development project he said and i think it's really something for you a rapid application development was time boxing iterative development user participation prototyping mm-hmm. and i started doing this and honestly speaking you know you go to a two-day session with people from James Martin Associates. And then they expect you like today, you know, you get your scrum master certificate that people think that you're a magician or something.
0: Right.
1: And of course, I, I it, it was, I always said this is where the experimenting started and it never stopped since. Um, so in the rapid application development world, that the little bubble that I was in, I had a couple of colleagues, we'd started working at the um, we had a pilot at the, the, the Dutch Navy, mm-hmm. the Royal Dutch Navy. And it was really going well, by the way, uh, very nice people, good work, very committed to, okay, let's try this one out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started doing rapid application development projects in a commercial way for the consultancy firm that I worked for at the time, quite successful. And that is not what I, it's, it's the way of working that made the success. eh? Mm. Um, and not always easy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean uh but then it was 1997 i switched to another company and there was in the old company there was a guy that i worked with Core. he was on my on my uh, linkedin yesterday sending me a congratulations and uh Cor said to me i, I wanted to call, have Cor on the company i said go join me man he said yeah, okay he said Ari, if we do so uh let's let's get connected to the dsdm consortium and i heard about them you know you read in the magazines about them i said oh let's do this right but when I first time really was reading something about DSDM, it was the nine principles of DSDM at the time. Mm. And I thought, I was reading my notes? Who copied mm-hmm. my notes? Yeah. Because the DSDM consortium got the intellectual property from the rapid application development user groups in the UK. So, you know, same approach, same gaps, same issues, same yeah. common sense solutions. And the funny thing is, <clears throat> I was, I don't know, maybe, I think it was late last year, I was in a, in a talk with Alistair, Alistair Coburn, mm. and he said to me, you know, Ari, uh, he said, uh, I heard you talking about when we wrote the manifesto, and then a month later or so, I saw the nine principles of DSDM, and he said, why didn't we put those in, and then we would have been okay already, right? So. Fine. And, that's, and I got connected to the DSDM Consortium because I am a community man. Um, if I have something to share, I will share. I will meet people. I have something to share as well. And then when Cor said to me, okay, let's let's connect to the DSDM Consortium. We talked about it. We made a decision. And then I go completely in. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you got I got a certified uh, DSDM practitioner right. consultant. And they asked me, do you want to be a DSDM assessor? So I got into the DSDM community. It was 2000 that I was in Manchester. Yeah, I don't know if you're well, you're from Germany, right? Football, yeah, Manchester United, Old Trafford, yeah, and the, the annual DSDM conference. And uh, we had the DSDM, yeah, so we had the UK chapter, we had the Benelux chapter, Denmark, Sweden, France, um, I think it was India and Australia as well, and I was. Part of a task force, the Internet Task Force of the DSDM Consortium, to make sure that when we had a new chapter, that we could roll out within half a day. We could out on the website completely roll it out, including content. And then in Manchester, I met Dane Faulkner and Jean Tebeka. They were from the United States, mm-hmm. and they were invited to start the North American chapter of the DSDM Consortium. Mm-hmm. Gene Baker sadly passed away uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, Dane, I see every now and then on my Facebook or Instagram. I don't know one of those, um, but um, uh, Dane is a friend of Alistair Coburn. And Dane got hold of, hold on, you know, that we are going to have this meeting in Snowbird. Yeah. And he said, well, I think, you know, in terms of what you guys want to achieve, you need something from the DSDM consortium. Sure. And then I got the call from the DSDM headquarters. Hey, Ari, do you want to represent us in something?
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes.
1: And that's that's the story.
0: That's the story. And uh, you went there. Uh, obviously, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, interviews were given and everything. But I, I just want to ask you some questions about this, because this is the 20th anniversary of the manifesto. So we want to take a little bit of a dive. I know there's much more going on in your life and everything. But, uh, and, and we're going to go there too, but it's the the Manifesto Weekend. How did it feel? What was the mood like? How did you guys self-organize that? Like, how do people who are now, this is 20 years, there's almost an entire generation now uh, growing through the computer science degrees uh, yeah. who have, you know, not mm-hmm. seen this thing in the creation, like what we did, right, uh, when it came out in 2001. So now looking <clears you're throat> at history books at like this, but what was the mood like? Were you guys in a room? Were you guys self-organizing over you guys on the ski slopes or a little bit of both.
1: A Little bit of all, I guess. No, <laughs> no, what, what happened? <clears throat> and actually I was talking to to uh, James Grenning and uh, Steve Miller was there and uh, uh, John Kern was also there this week. And what I said, oh, you know, the last couple of years, then you have a group in front of you, whether it's a thousand people or a hundred mm-hmm. or something. And I always ask, what happens if you put 17 guys in a room? Mm-hmm. And then the women will shout from the audience, nothing, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I said, well, you know, maybe, but most of the time, and this is seriously the case, most of the time, the guys will tell to the other 16 that their own idea is the best. And John Kern had a beautiful expression this week. He said, we came into the room, the Aspen room, we came into the room, and we all left our ego at the door,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think that's the one. And th- th- the reason I say this is, um, we all started working in a different way. I just told you my motivation, value, you know, wasting public money or not. Uh, I know from James Grenning, he is into completely into quality. Mm-hmm. Other people are into efficiency or whatever. You know, we had different focuses, and some people are focusing on one, two, three people. Some people. The small mm-hmm. team I had 20, 30, up to 94 people was my largest team that I work with, <clears throat> and we all had our different angles. But what okay. we did was explaining to each other okay, so you left the old school way, mm-hmm. the waterfall, why, and explain how you and and, uh, and so we started explaining to each other and uh, explaining to listen 90% of course. Yeah. Uh, and most people these days listen to criticize, mm. and we listen to understand. And I think live, what John said—you know, leaving your ego at the door—I right. I love that expression. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: and that uh, was the
1: atmosphere. And yes, we were on the ski slopes as well. Yep,
0: mm. kind of a working agreement, right? To uh, to leave the ego at the door, right? And uh, and the skiing too. <laughs> um snow 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 yeah i remember snow, snow. oh well, it's not you know for nothing called the snowbird right um exactly yeah is, is there anything um you would like to like in hindsight obviously we're well, reflecting here on 20 years and it's easier said you know like now than possibly 20 years ago now with all the information gathered, but is there anything you would like to see have see have not developed this way or changed at that time or is there anything you brief you you regret about that weekend where you would say oh we, I wish we had done this more or less less or etc I'm just curious from your perspective
1: yeah it's not about regret or criticism but the one thing that I have shown should, should what I should have done better is if you if you look at the the the, the, the manifesto mm. the word software. And I know that quite a few people of those 17 were and still are hardcore developers, but software itself doesn't do anything. Mm. And it's the way you handle it, the people that handle it, uh, that makes it into a success. And if you make a new software-based product, it's education and training of the market, it's the marketing and communication, it's operationally. So I would have focused more on the word product or service mm. or yeah because uh, I think that the word software has become too big. Um yeah. and it's not about software in the world. I'm so sorry for the, all those who think. And mm. and for you uh to know I work agile in HR teams. We do agile recruitment campaigns, we do agile marketing campaigns. If you organize an event you do it in an agile way and mm. you know all mm. those kind of things. And it really it, it is like this. Um, Uh, So for me, it's universal concept. I always, because I from 1994 on, I always had those multiple teams on the different disciplines that you have to make a full delivery, as I call it. So that's the one thing. And this maybe regret is not the word, but I should have paid a little bit more attention because now I know that it's become such a dogmatic focus.
0: It's actually interesting because uh, me included, but there are lots of people who who would point out that word software is, is the one thing that stands out it's like it's not all about software right there's a reason why software is being you know initiated and there's a there's a reason to, reason to fill a gap and what is that gap it's business right so um but I think we can make that uh that change right in, in our heads and, and and apply this I think as many of us do um how did how did the manifesto, like in those 20 years, how did it impact your life? Maybe in the beginning or in the say, how did it, was there, I mean, in the beginning, I remember signing it in the very early days. I saw it on, on the website. I remember that there was hardly any signatures there. And I went up there and then signed it, but um, there was so much going on in the beginning. So there was a, there was a slow developing avalanche as we know now, too. but how did it change you in your life?
1: Yeah, I, it changed my career completely. Um a gentleman that I used to work with from the Netherlands in those days said to me once, because we had the DSDM Consortium Benelux and I was on the board mm. and we had a meeting <clears throat> and I was just uh divorced. no it was before my divorce, I guess. it was in, it, it, it was in the in the in the board meeting and I don't know what it was, but it was I, I think I returned on the Wednesday uh from Salt Lake and on Thursday evening, uh, we, we had a board meeting and they asked, hey, Ari, you know, what have you done this weekend? I said, oh, you know, I wrote the manifesto and I sat down and I opened the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I get these days, I get a lot of questions. Say, hey, Ari, did you ever imagine the impact? It no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you imagine that you go to a room and you say, no, I'm going to make something that will flabbergast the world in 20 yeah. years. No, no.
0: Uh,
1: but we wanted to make a statement.
0: Yeah,
1: And we all had our own successes via hard work, not always easy. And I think that statement has come true. And I think also that Mike Cohn, Mike Beadle, and Jeff Sutherland Weber, you Swaber, know, they did an awesome job in promoting Scrum, which was easy access to Agile and kickstarting a lot. Um, I started, no, I kept on doing what I did before the writing the manifesto uh, until I think maybe eight, nine. And then it became clear, okay, something is happening here. Um, the, 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 the before you take that on that you see that you get traction in the market based on what you did in the past is something that's weird, I can tell you. I'm a country boy, right? I'm living here in Haringsfeld. You don't even know what it is, even though you're from Germany, not that far away. You yeah. have no clue what it is. <laughs> I I country <laughs> village. If I wake up in the morning, it's because the cows of the neighbors and the sheep <laughs> make noise, Right? And there you are and it changed the world you know we created together a complete new professional domain uh which is in hindsight that you think what was this right mm. so we didn't foresee that impact uh but what you need to know um is that in 1997 i switched to a company in the netherlands at the time called sufficient rebaptized shortly after in Division web and this was by far the first completely agile organization. This is the late 90s, so before writing the manifesto. In at least, at least in the Netherlands, but I think in Europe or the world, completely self-organizing teams. We did everything in terms of hiring, firing, marketing, uh, the delivery. Of course, everything was there. We had 700 people at the turn of the century. And there were there were four founders of the company. You know, there was no no management. There was nothing in between. It was just what we did and when you read the manifesto when you talk about you know trust people to get the job done and when you talk Mm -hmm. about things maximizing the work not done those were where my heart is right it's like okay this is because now i burn still money from my client but i burn it in a very efficient way and you get value as far as fast as possible so for me that background i was in hindsight already from 1997 when i joined soul vision I was on this jumping board in doing something different mm-hmm. um, and going, I remember going to Salt Lake. I remember that my wife said goodbye to me at the airport, you know, on your focus on, I'm going to do this, that kind of commitment we all had. Um, and that was helping me a lot, but mm-hmm. did I foresee the impact? No,
0: yeah,
1: not yep. at all. Of
0: course not. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's impossible to foresee. Right. But I think one thing you you are pointing out is like, just like what we talked about, before we started um, this this podcast together, is uh, there were several trends even in my life, like uh, um, ob- what was it, the uh, objectory and uh, Jacobson and uh, yeah use case Object- model
1: oriented, and then
0: yeah, there were a lot of things that had led to two thousand and one, right? When you when you said like this is a statement, I think you just said that very nicely. It was a statement in the industry that it was necessary, right? But there were the years leading up with the organization you worked on, the things we did. Um, in those 1990s that were indicators for change.
1: You know, I, 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 because people ask me about, you know, what do you think? Time, the timing was a thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we're approximately the same age, right? So we, we know. I have to explain to my boys, they're, they're 28 and, and 24, how you dial a number, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw this video of young young guys like, yeah, 10, 12 years old, an old cassette.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're doing like,
0: yeah they don't know what to do with it, right?
1: <laughs> I mean, um, we, we in the, I, I think from 85 to 2005, uh, the technology pace of innovation accelerated. So it will never slow down, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it accelerated so much, it needed something. Yeah. It needed something. Um, and uh, also, this is why in 2001, it was okay, you know, the, the pace was taking up. But in 2005 or 10, it was already disrupting complete business models. So that's right. organizations had to do something. Yeah. And that's where we are, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So some of those other 16 on that agile manifesto uh, that signed and co-authored this uh, manifesto with you, um, many of them wrote books. You wrote a book but you are the architect of your own life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you didn't write books with agile and you saw some, you you wrote some with forwards, you, you uh, contributed. Why is that? Why did you not find your path? You personally like, Hey, let's go into and write some, some books about agile. What path did you choose and and why?
1: Two things. I have always difficulty sitting, sitting on a chair. Mm. So writing a book is very really difficult for me at the same time the architect of your own life is out uh, and also i am this moment in time i'm working with van Haren publishing on publishing my second book which is called reaching for business agility mm-hmm. and uh, business agility is for me a no-brainer uh, because people always yeah, we do agile in the it department first and then we go i think I mean, we do agile we do agile for the business yeah. we don't do agile for the it department go on get lost yeah i right? have to do this together so i am working on this book reaching for uh for business agility at right. the moment okay. but i have to be honest sitting down behind the keyboard is not my yeah. core, core competence it's not yeah
0: no it's definitely something with the writing right that's you're spending hours and then by the end exactly. of the evening, you just delete the page again. And says like, let's start tomorrow from scratch again. That's what's not a good page, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you don't like that, maybe you need a ghostwriter or something. But we just... Uh,
1: that's my uh, way of working. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what I have, I have my PA and I make recordings, and sometimes the are 10 minutes and sometimes are 30 minutes. And what she does is just typing them out, sending them back. And then I go through the text. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's very cool. That's very creative. Um, so, um, you're currently a thought leader. Um, now let's look a little bit forward, uh, with a company called VManity in, uh, the Netherlands, but I'm more like interested in what, what kind of trends you're currently observing. I would assume business agility plays a role because you're writing a book. And this is obviously a topic that, um, engages you, but what kind of trends do you see right now? Like for people who are like, okay, 20 years ago, the manifesto was written. Now we have seen 20 years of application of all of those things. Where are we going with this? Do you see anything, uh, any trends that would indicate we're going on path of X, Y, Z?
1: Yeah, I, I see. Uh, I I have to say that Womenity headquarters is in Paris,
0: hmm.
1: um, um, and I started uh, together with the business development in uh, five years ago. Hmm. In uh, what is it? Um, uh, Twenty sixteen. I started Womenity uh, in the Netherlands, but I do now the international level. Um, uh, which means I do I do cross border international transformations. That's what I like. Mm. And uh, what I found out is that, and I didn't find it out last weekend, right? It's it's over the last fifteen years that you see that if you want to work agile, uh, there are a couple of things that you need. First, you need to have the leadership team understanding what it's all about, role modeling agile behavior, leading the organizational change and sustaining the organizational change, not doing it themselves, but making sure it can happen. So the leadership part is one. Um, and by the way, if you have an agile transformation that goes wrong, nine 95 out of hundred is because of this, nothing else. Um, so the, the, the trend is now focusing on leadership, which is completely justified because leaders, f- that's what they do because leaders are gray guys with beards over 50. Right. Most of the time, guys. Um, the other trend is, and that's one that I, the point is when you're in it, you don't see it. Right. Uh, when I was working with Solvision in 1997, we were hiring, firing people, our own marketing communication, our own delivery. We did our own feedback. We, we decided on our own salaries. Mm-hmm. I could raise my, today I could raise my salary if I wanted. Right. Um, um, so that whole thing about how do you how do you facilitate the people in your organization? A lot of people call it HR. I don't like to call a human a resource, but yeah. if you want to HR, if you want to have that real uh, lateral thinking, where people say, okay, you know, I focus on the organization, but at the same time, you know, I have my own ambition and I bring that together, and I serve to the best. That means that you have to handle your people in. different way so on one side how do you lead an organization the second one is how do you handle your people right Mm -hmm. those are the big trends and if you do that well then you will get to business agility because people will do it together that's the only way and I remember that uh, there was a quote from Richard Branson from Virgin and he said focusing on my clients of course not I focus on my people they will focus on the clients (laughs) And that requires something and whether people can define their own salaries or not. But it's about giving people recognition in the expertise that they have and giving them the freedom to work. That's a self-organizing part. Uh-huh. Okay, this is where we are sailing as a company. And your your team is, okay, is you know, delivering this. Maybe it's IT, it's HR, it's marketing, whatever, right? And, and your team has to contribute to that purpose that, that we are. And you decide how you do this as a team. As mm-hmm. long as you are on the outside, on the output, sorry, the output, delivering that. And that's that means that on the inside of that same team, you need to help each other as much as possible. You need to create together the platform to make that happen and to have people excel. Right. I think that's that's going to be, and it's also the millennial thing, right? Uh, and I don't like the word millennial even because that makes it a mm-hmm. pound and it makes me inbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also it makes me illegal because now I'm doing discrimination based on age. But I think from that perspective, I'm a millennial. And maybe you are too. But in the mindset of, you know, I do not perceive my career in the old-fashioned way. Wow. I have another way, life, work, balance, how do I do this? So I think next from leadership, it's the how do you handle your people and then get to business agility there were, and that will be that will be more than just next year and the year after.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a there's definitely the trend of that visible, right? already with uh, consortiums yeah. and conferences and just topics just in general. So well, i'm um I'm super thrilled to have a little bit of time here in those uh, busy days, I would assume in your calendar where you have a lot of self-reflection on what just happened 20 years ago. Yep. Makes, you feel, makes you feel older though, right? 20 years ago when you're like, I know exactly where I was 20 years ago. Um, and uh, But for many uh, out there who have listened to this podcast, got a different kind of impression here on the Agile Manifesto and some personal viewpoints. So I wanna thank you for that.
1: It's all my pleasure. And I hope that the people who are, have listened to it or are, are going to listen to it, enjoy it. And I always say to people, you know, I uh, I I'm in the situation that I most of the time when you connect to me on LinkedIn and you just send me a question, hey, Ari, how do I do this? Just send me the question, and nine out of ten, you know, within a day you have an answer. And I think that's what we all should do. If people have a question and you can help them forward, help them forward. That's good.
0: Awesome. Here we go. He's a community person. You are asking for feedback. I'm pretty sure you're going to get some, and uh, some questions and feedback, etc. So. Absolutely. Awesome. All the links, by the way, are on the show page uh, for reaching out to you and getting in touch with you if that's needed, but also to, um, you know, get a feeling on uh, you are the architect of your own life book, as well as the business leadership book. We're all looking forward to that. Thank you so much for joining and uh, maybe we have a chance to talk, uh, maybe not in 20 years, maybe a little bit sooner than that.
1: Yeah, and face to face with a nice German beer. That would be nice. nice.
0: That would be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you
1: okay thank you have a lovely day
0: thank you for listening to agile fm the radio for the agile community i'm your host joe krebs if you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts please go to www.agile.fm talk to you soon